Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday, Jags Drive Time. Sunny. Looking like it's going to be hot out there today, too. What a beautiful day. Which means we're getting closer to the start of football. We've got a long way to go, though it does kind of show up this week. More on that in a bit. Welcome, Brian Sexton, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osier, and the man you can't see who really should probably be hosting the show today, Joe Fortunato. Yeah, he's on he's, it today. He's on it. He's got – his wit is sharp. He is um, – well, don't mess with him. I'll just leave it at that. Not today, at least. Yes, absolutely. If the camera goes to him today, folks, look the other way. <laughs> um, hi, how are you guys? I feel like I'm in Game of Thrones here. Why do you say that? Yeah. I think people get the reference. <laughs> right. You don't get the reference? I don't watch it. I get... Yeah, but you, are you you're alive? Like a, you're like a social media queen. I am, but no, when I see a Game uh, of Thrones tweet, I just keep scrolling because there I There was a never... cup of coffee left in one of the shots. And they didn't have Starbucks in that era, if that era even exists, right? It so happens. you see what I mean? Yeah. John, you watch it? No, I do not. Mm. But I am on Twitter. <laughs> He's with it. I watch it, but I didn't see it. No? No. You didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. So but, John. What a catastrophe that is. I, I kind of thought it was funny. It is funny. Just reminds us, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. Except Max. Okay. So with that... I referenced football starting, at least the feel of football starting to return this week. It does to some degree. Mm-hmm. Ashley, let's hit big things and get going. Big thing one is the rookies are in. They'll be landing throughout the week. They'll be in on Thursday, getting their helmets fitted, all of that fun stuff. And then we'll see them on the field on Friday throughout the weekend for rookie mini camp. We're going to hear from Josh Allen and Juwan Taylor on the podium on Friday. Guys, what are we looking for this weekend? Well, I'd be- we're hoping that we never see what happened in 2015 again, and that is anyone get injured, mm-hmm. right? I mean, rookie minicamp is a chance for guys to get in. It's more about getting familiar with the facility, the daily schedule, uh, the, their teammates. Well, you're, you're looking for guys to show up and look like, well, I, I give it this way. Vic always used to tell a story about back in the day when there were 17 rounds and a guy showed up with three fingers on his hand, right? Because they didn't have enough scouting back then. Mm-hmm. They just had written reports. So you hope everybody that shows up is in good shape and is exactly what you drafted or signed. Well, and unless something dr- dramatically changes from what I think it's going to be, it's not a whole lot of on-field football work. That changed after Dante Fowler got in injured. Any mm-hmm. sort of a risk. Because the training that they do to get ready for the draft is very different than what their bodies will go through when they actually start playing football. So I think with Dante and with some other things, they just decided that the risk was too much to, why put them on the field in some sort of competitive uh, BS situation that they're not trying to evaluate at that point. You're not trying to figure out, is this guy going to start over this guy? You want to get them acclimated. The whole idea between now and really the first day of training camp, as much as possible, is to have the rookies so that July 26th, whatever it is, when that day starts, they are able to compete so that they can evaluate. Everything else is, uh, is a prelude to that for the rookies. All the meetings, they'll go over the game plan, they'll put in the offense two or three times for them 
so that they have the best chance of being a part of the team and not sort of, hey, where are the bathrooms? Well, yeah, I mean, you know what the first day <laughs> on, of school is like. You're, you on know, July 27th. Right. Where's my locker? You know, where's my, my English class? How am I supposed to get there? Right. Over the next couple of days or the, the days this weekend that they'll be here, it really is just about finding a level of comfort so that they're not, their heads aren't spinning. Because Josh and, Allen winning a one-on-one with John nothing. Taylor on Friday, right. who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, you hope that it doesn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. And you talk early. about how much you want to make it safe, and they have made it so safe, but you saw what happened in Kansas City yesterday where a player got injured and Andy Reid ended practice, and it still happens no matter how safe you can make it, sadly. I thought, by the way, that the entire league had gone to that, recognizing that every one of these players in all 32 cities is in the same boat, not prepared for practice, not physically ready for practice. They've been running 40s yeah. and lifting weights. I thought that that had become a standard in the league. Apparently not. Not physically ready and uh, not really mentally uh, to that point yet. Their heads are spinning. They're trying to figure out, again, where the bathrooms are. Hey, you know, I passed my physical. Great. Who's this guy? So there's just no, there's no reason to rush them at this point. Well, and to that point... You read the story, so-and-so looked great in rookie minicamp. Please. Great. How do you great. know? Please. Yeah. That's as ridiculous as the 2020 first-round mock drafts that are out right now. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter. That's not how they're being evaluated, unless apparently maybe they are in Kansas City. But you're talking about, by the way, besides the draft class and the undrafted, there are tryout players that are mm-hmm. going to be in here, mm-hmm. right? Guys who didn't even get the call to sign an undrafted rookie free agent contract. Whoa. You know. Whoa before we do any evaluations on how good Josh Allen looks. Well, what you really don't want is uh, Josh Allen going against the guy who's Bob Smith from South Dakota second State. Tryout, yeah. Who's 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 trying to impress the world. So right. you want to make sure that you uh, that you bring along your commodities at the at the pace that they should be yeah, brought be along. Be smart. Mm-hmm. Have everybody show up, stay healthy, and at least lay the groundwork so that when they do show up for OTA mini camp, they're ready to go. Yep. Okay. All right, big thing, too, is the drama that is going on with Yannick Ngakwe. He posted an Instagram video yesterday with money flowing at the beginning of it, showing him working out in Miami. Hasn't been present for some off-season workouts. It's all over social media what the heck is going on with him, and it's obvious that he wants to be paid like he thinks he deserves to be paid. Well, he has a good argument. I mean, there are a lot of guys who are in his area, right? What is he, 11th with 29 and a half sacks since 2016? There are some guys who are behind him in terms of production that have gotten the big contracts but they're not playing in Jacksonville they're not here right now where the Jaguars committed to Nick Foles and didn't sell out for his contract and by the way there's Jalen Ramsey who's got a big ask coming as well this is going to get tricky um, it's going to get real and tricky it's, it's not I get a lot of emails with basically big exclamation points and capital letters saying pay the man well that's great, but you can't just, at this point in the process, you may have the franchise tag option for him in, 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 in a 2020. Yep. Uh, I think Jalen, at some point, I'm, it's so hard to go through all the, uh, all the possibilities on this. But you have to account for them both. You have to account for them both, um, in theory. You know, and but they also drafted Josh Allen, and that and let, let me there's give, your leverage. Let me give you this example. In 2016, the New England Patriots traded Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. who had had 36 sacks in his first four seasons, former first round pick, right? The kid out of Syracuse, and since that point, 
We mentioned that Jan is 11th with 29 and a half sacks. Since the same point, because he was traded the same year that Jan came into the league, this kid is 41. So the Patriots traded away the best pass rusher in football the last three years for a second-round pick and a guard, right? And they traded the guard. Jonathan Cooper didn't pan out. And they traded back, and they got Malcolm Mitchell and Joe Tunney. And basically, the long and short of it is, the Patriots have won two Super Bowls and played in a third after trading Chandler Jones away because they realized with Trey Flowers behind him that it wouldn't be a prudent move for their salary cap Mm -hmm. to tie him up in a $100 million mega deal, right? And by the way, they just let Trey Flowers go. At some point, you have to have... It isn't being willing to let guys go. At some point, you have to let guys Mm -hmm. go because your cap just can't sustain $100 million contracts all over the place. I don't know whether that's the case with Yannick Ngakwe or not, but it certainly is part of the conversation. And you mentioned drafting Josh Allen. That's what you do, by the way. Football is a game of replacement, not maintenance. you got to find the next youngest, best player and keep your salary cap healthy long-term. And this, you know, uh, the last three minutes have a tone of, oh, they're not going to pay Yannick. I don't, I don't think that's true. Didn't say that at all. Mm -hmm. I think there is, I think a deal will get done. I think they will perceive him as being uh, too valuable. He's a guy who's homegrown, but it's not just a matter of, oh, well, it's unique is now out of OTA or out of the offseason program. Right. Now we have to go pay him. A lot of time, these things take time. There's uh, timing issues. There's, okay, are we going to get a long-term deal done with Jalen? Uh, which I don't know if they are or not, but there are factors that happen of, okay, well, now we can franchise Unique. Uh, that might not make him happy, but you never know. A lot goes into these. None of the things I just mentioned are things that I've heard are going to happen. Right. But Possibilities. it's not going to be just as easy as, oh, well, he's out of training camp or out of off season. Let's give him a contract. If I had to guess, I would say maybe something gets done before training camp. But my guess is this goes up until mm-hmm. a deadline, and it's going to be a thing. I don't know how they get it done by training camp, unless right. they restructure Calais Campbell or A.J. Boye, because they just don't have a lot of cap room to wiggle on this Which deal. you can do that without completely— Except, Because you've got guys going off the books next year. Right. To a degree, you can't, because Marcel Darius, you figure almost as certainly right. is gone. His, his cap figure is $22.5 million next year. Right. And Calais is $17.5 million, And Boye is over $15 million right. next year. So, yeah, you can look forward to that, but it isn't ever as simple. Here's the other thing, and I don't know how much they're factoring it in, but what game do the Patriots play better than anyone else when it comes to their Football. roster? <laughs> to their roster. Oh. The compensatory <laughs> pick, right? right? Those third-round picks that you get when you let guys leave. Right. The best teams out there right now are the ones that have mastered that. And it is about replacement. So at some point, and I don't know whether it's Jan or not, right. you let a guy go and your salary cap is freed up of the burden of a $22 million cap yeah. hit. The next year you come around and you've got a third round pick. That's valuable capital. It is. They play it well. Um, and they do. They're able to play it well because they have great. I get that. It's because if, That's everyone's if you don't have that guy, it's hard to just let pieces go because then those pieces become more important. I get that. They also get it because Brady's willing to do a less than market deal for himself. Right. Compensatory picks are all the rage right now. Um, well, now that you can trade them, they're even more valuable. A, but a third round pick is still a starter. usually not going to become unique 
in terms of the production and the sacks. Well, I'll give you a couple guys that did. I mean, Justin Houston, yeah, third-round pick. You have a chance. Yeah. Robert Mathis was a fifth-round pick. I mean, you can find these guys. Um, you, can, can you can also find un- Brady in the sixth round, but it's rare. Unknown. Well, yeah, right. but it's, it's right. He is extremely rare. But remember, Jared Allen, right? Sixth-round long snapper who had back-to-back 20-sack seasons. You can find these guys. There's a, a long history of teams mining these pass rushers but justin houston you need to a habit of hey we're letting our great guys go for a fourth round pick that's still a, a little bit of a you can't you go too far well, i'm not suggesting I know. that they do but i'm suggesting that there are teams that use that as a strategy very effectively and i think you'd agree that when you're looking at jalen ramsey and unique and mm-hmm. plus a 20 million dollar hit on the quarterback you've got to figure out one way or another how you're going to make it all work gotcha all right, big thing three. We talked about the guys that are not here for off-season workouts. One of them is, and it's someone that we said had to be here throughout the entire off-season workouts, and that's Leonard Fournette. You see this picture, him standing next to Folds, building relationships. He hosted a movie theater event Friday night where he posted on Twitter, you know, everyone come watch the Avengers with me. I'm paying for everyone's tickets. I've heard it was a really good event, and he's just building himself a name here in Jacksonville this off-season. It said, we said that's what he had to do this off-season. Yes, we did. Is there sound? No. Okay. Um, uh, we said it's what he had to do. It's it, it's a good start, and it's the right steps toward the path he needs to take. You know, outside of the the unpaid parking ticket, he's had a solid off season, mm-hmm. a nice off season. Right. You know, he, he went and worked in Wyoming. He's been here for the off season. We've seen program. him here every day. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it was important to remember that that was an outlier. Yeah. That right. was left over. Remember from something that totally happened agree. before. He's had a nice off season, and for a guy who was drafted number four overall and a central piece of the offense, he had to rebound. And keep in mind, he's not the most humble guy. No. Right. He's not a guy who you could say, hey, you need to rebound, and him go, oh, absolutely, I do need to rebound this year. You wondered whether or not when the season ended, if he would grasp the need for his rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. Good for him. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'll do it for big things. When we come back, we'll take a look at the depth chart, at least as we see it today, May 7th. Is it May 7th already? May wow. 7th. May 7th, 2019. Back after this. When this is the sound of a waterfall in nature, there's no cause for concern. But when it's the sound of water gushing through your living room ceiling because a pipe bursts inside the wall, there's reason to panic, unless you pick up the phone and call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. Only the cleanup and restoration specialists at ServPro can help make fire and water damage like it never even happened. So make the call to 1-800-SERVE-PRO at the first sign of water damage. Franchises are independently owned and operated. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with NFL On Location. Next February in Miami, you'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy, one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, 
or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Well, there's the seventh overall pick from last month's draft, and we were just talking about Unique and Gakwe. And look, you salivate a little bit thinking about those two guys coming off. Mm-hmm. You know, which one has a greater impact on the other? I mean, to have Yannick and Gakwe on one side screaming around the edge, and then this six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pounder coming off the other side. Uh, it's a nice combination, and I get why people would say, "Oh, how would you possibly take away?" you know, what could be a long-term mm-hmm. tandem uh, in this game. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying let him walk. I'm saying he's doing what's good for him business-wise right now. He has been underpaid as a third-round pick with his production. Mm-hmm. He's making the smart move. My point is the Jaguars have the ability to franchise him or let him walk or pay him. They have to decide what the best move for them is. And it isn't just write the big check because khan has got the money. Right. I've seen his boat. It ain't that easy. Right. No. Didn't work that way. But fans do think that. You've had so many fans come up to all us saying, well, he's good. Why don't you just pay him? Yeah. Well, he's also, and, and look at Vic Beasley, and I think it's worth pointing out. Beasley was a top pick, and he, mm-hmm. he led the league with 16 sacks a few years ago, um, but has not been able, because he's 225, 30 pounds, he's in that same range as Janique is. He has not been able to reproduce that sort of effort, um, and you have to take that into account. Allen is a 265-pound prototypical size mm-hmm. pass rushing end. Unique is the undersized guy. Now, don't get me wrong. He's played oversized. But you have to factor in where, where that line is that you can afford to pay. Demarcus Lawrence got the big contract. Frank Clark got the big contract. Does that mean Unique absolutely is going to get it? That's the business decision they have to make. It's what Unique wants, and I think, I think the team and Unique are going to be apart for a while. And I think it's going to be a, a hard thing to get there. Mm-hmm. My sense is they do, but I think it's going to be a lot trickier than people want. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of Unique Ngakwe, let's look at the depth chart as we see it, and let's start with defensive end. As we see it right now on May 7th, five options for each position. We broke it down. Defensive end, Calais Campbell, Unique Ngakwe, Josh Allen, Dewan Smoot, and Lorente McRae. That's it. We see it today. You know, um, if you take Josh Allen out of there, let's say Allen gets picked at number six by New York and you take the tight end, Hawkinson, which is what I believe they would have done. Boy, you're thin. Yep. Allen really makes a lot of sense for this football team. Besides the business side, having that guy on the field for you allows you to do a bunch of different things. And let's not forget, Calais Campbell's 32 years old. At some point, those guys need a little more time on the sideline to be as effective as they can be. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge year for Smoot, who showed some signs as a rookie. And then, uh, you know, had sort of a lost year because of injuries and et cetera last year. Uh, he's probably playing for his career this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. would agree. Yeah, that's a, it's a talented group. But you see, when, you, when that goes up, around the league, when the Jaguars drafted Allen, they said that's a value pick. That, that's not a need pick. 
some people were critical on the national side of things. Uh, that's absolutely a need pick. This mm -hmm. team needed more pass rush. Yep. It fell off from 17 in 55 sacks to 37 in 18. This defense needs more production. Allen was an absolutely value and need. Especially when you have the quarterbacks you do in the AFC South. No doubt. All right, let's look at offensive tackle. We all know the injuries that they faced last year. Cam Robinson, Jawan Taylor, Josh Wells, Will Richardson Jr., and Cedric Oboehe. So who do you see as the swing tackle in there? Because Taylor, I... I would assume you agree, is the starter right now. I think it's Wells, and but this, the thing about Wells that you don't know is is the injury issue. Can you stay healthy? And I think that's why they've got to try to replace him. When I say that, I don't mean it in a cruel way. I just mean they would like somebody to play as well as Wells, who is as who is more reliable. If Wells had shown last year that he could play the last 11, well, if he had done that, he'd gotten paid to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But if, if he could show that he could play for, for an extended period of time as well as he had for a short period of time, he'd be a lock for the swing tackle. You know, right now, I think they have to try to get somebody to push him out of it. It's too bad that Will Richardson spent half the season on injury reserve last year because he would have gotten a chance to play right tackle. Oh, yeah. You know, he might have even gotten a chance to play over on the left side with all the injuries that they had last year. Um, but we don't know anything about him at this point, other than former fourth-round pick. Yeah, We big saw body. him in training camp, and we were impressed by him. Have, but then haven't seen anything from him. It's hurt. a big year for him, for his NFL career. Mm -hmm. And the Jaguars certainly would like to see him become their swing tackle. Absolutely. All right, let's look at tight end position that they said they needed to address in the draft. Josh Oliver, James O'Shaughnessy, Ben Koyak, Jeff Swayman, Farrow, McKeever. You see that that third-round pick is the top tight ends. Uh, he comes in uh, kind of like um, – like Jama uh, Jawan Taylor does, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the other guys, we know what they are. I don't know much about Jeff Swaim, and Farrah McKeever is still a developmental project, but O'Shaughnessy and Quayak have been around here the last couple of years. They're fine, uh, but Oliver, third-round pick, comes in with a greater expectation. Mm -hmm. Well, I would guess when they open in a two-tight end offense, which teams like to do because of the balance, it'll be Swaim and Oliver. And uh, Swaim, uh, Dave Caldwell said during the draft, more of a blocking guy, uh, can can do a little bit of both. Maybe their most balanced uh, tight end in terms of being able to do both. Uh, and the major question is Oliver. He he is such a pass rece pass receiving threat. Uh, can he block well enough to give them legitimate two tight end looks where you don't know why the tight ends are in the game? If you've got two guys who can at least give you marginal blocking and receiving, you can run a lot more and you're much harder to defend. That'll be Oliver's task as a rookie. I go back to Mercedes in 2006 when he came in, and you weren't here, John. You were in Indy. Um, he was a guy who had 58 catches and 10 touchdowns in his last year at UCLA. And Kyle Brady was still here, and Brady was going to be the blocker, and Mercedes was going to be the receiver. And Mercedes developed into a better run-blocking tight end, became a good pass-blocking tight end. So the only thing I can think of is he's got the body for it. He's sure. got the length. He's got the size. If you can get him into a mindset of I block also you should be able to get him there mm -hmm. and that'll be key yeah Absolutely. I mean it's not like he's an undersized guy he's not a Pete Mitchell who doesn't have the the frame to be able to block he's perhaps he a, wasn't asked to do it a whole lot so we'll see well, right. but if you know anything about San Jose State and I know a little because I read about him um, he was their top receiver mm -hmm. forget wide receivers or backs out of the backfield he was the guy on offense that made target. everything go so he probably wasn't asked to block very much mm -hmm. well he will now all right let's finish it up with linebackers. A very interesting depth chart here. Telvin Smith, 
Miles Jack, Leon Jacobs, Jake Ryan, and new draft pick Quincy Williams wraps up that depth chart. Well, what's interesting is there are a bunch of other names. There just wasn't room to put them on because the Jaguars went on a linebacker buying spree. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't fit it all on the week. graphic here. Yeah, and right now my expectation is that the top three guys are your starters with Jake Ryan having to earn his way into it and uh, force the situation where they put Miles Miles be on the field every down. It's just a matter of whether he's inside or outside. If Jake Ryan plays well enough to be on the field in base, then you could possibly see Miles move out to that strong side like he did in 17. I don't think that's their plan, but Jake Ryan's a very good player who could force his way into that mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think all the uh, brouhaha over Telvin right now is off-season stuff. I think he'll be the starting weak side backer. And by the way, I think they'll be running a base 4-3. I keep seeing rumors about uh, – well, Dom Capers is here and Josh Allen's here. They're going to go more 3-4. This is going to be a very similar defense to what it was last year. They're not changing their scheme around here. They may run some 3-4 uh, looks because of Allen's ability, but they were doing that last year with the NHL. Right. Well, almost every team in the league has that hybrid right. look now anyway. It just depends on yeah, what people personnel like group you have up. out there. Love their schemes. All right, all right. That's all we got. Depth chart. Okay. We'll take a break. When we come back, Ozone. When you hear Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Since 1916, Duval Motor Company has proudly served Northeast Florida, offering the latest products and services with hometown hospitality. Visit Duval Ford and Duval Honda on Cassett Avenue. Duval Acura on Atlantic Boulevard and Subaru of Gainesville to learn more. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. I've been doing this for 20 years, but success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Thank you for helping me move this thing along. You helped me get this thing going in the early days by telling 20 of your closest friends about Tito's. They told 20 more, and it kept growing from there. We wouldn't be where we are today without your support. Thank you very much. Go to titosvodka.com and pick up some Tito's gear. All proceeds benefit our charity partners. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Do not miss a moment of the Jaguars' 25th season. Season tickets are now on sale for the 2019 season. We will host both the Chiefs and the Saints at the bank this year and have a homecoming celebration 25 years in the making in early December. Don't wait as limited lower bowl inventory remains for those games and will sell out. The Ozone. Yeah, that's a nice look. We're sprucing the place up around here. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to Andy from Jacksonville. 
Why don't the Jaguars sign Trey Boston? He's a solid safety and should help out our safety room. I don't think he would be that expensive. Well, this is a question I get a lot, and um, it makes sense on paper. It, it makes sense on the field. At this point, I think their roster is basically what it's going to be in terms of the overall depth chart. They like Jared Wilson. They like Ronnie Harrison. They've made a decision financially, experience-wise, uh, philosophically to go forward with that. Um, I don't think you're going to see them try to upgrade the roster with short-term free agent signings right now because I think they need to start playing with who they've got in terms of the salary cap. Yeah, Is Andy one of those guys that wants you to, capital letters, pay the man? Pay the man. Right, because right. the point is, if you're going to pay Yannick Ngakwe and give him the mega contract that he wants, you can't afford a lot of those guys. You've got to go, what's the kid from, I forget his name, the kid from uh, Lake City, Columbia that played at Ole Miss? There was a story in the paper about him yesterday. you got to go get those guys. Mm. Guys who have ability, who are not perfect players, who you can plug in and play. You have to develop, especially if you're going to have a roster with homegrown, high-dollar guys. Right. Mm -hmm. you got to develop both draft picks and undrafted picks. By the way, that's what Jared Wilson is. A guy that they like, who's been around here a couple of years, who's contributed on special teams, and when he's been in nickel and dime situations, you can't, right. you can't just go yeah. find guys and pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him. The checkbook ain't that big. Right. At some point, that has to stop. They've done it the last few years, and you can't continue to and do it. And you got it. And I, I, I'm the guy who always harps on it, but you got to have your eyes on the future. And if you're going to pay these guys, you got to have some lower paid guys that can not just be on the roster taking a spot, but can play. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm especially when you have injuries, you bet. like you saw last year. All right, let's go to Daniel from Jersey City. Oh, man. It has been mentioned that Jaguars rookie quarterback Gardner Minshew is a player of superior football intelligence. What does that mean when comparing him to a quarterback with average football intelligence? Well, it means he uh, processes quickly, and primarily it means that when he goes in and he, and he watches film, he's given a game plan, you go out and you see it quickly develop on the practice field. That's what they like about him. Uh different quarterbacks have different levels of that he according to the people in this building is very very high on that end what he lacks is arm strength he doesn't look like the prototype but in terms of football intelligence he's off the charts well it means that he can overcome his weaknesses right. the arm strength or the height and go to washington state and in less than six months time learn maybe the most complex offense in college football, the air raid, and win 11 games. Much harder to overcome that lack of physical in the NFL. It's a different world, and that's why it's a six-round pick. Mm -hmm. All right, let's wrap it up with Brian from Gainesville. Are you saying that you think Unique Ngakwe may very well not be a Jaguar in 2020? Well, this is one of many I've got. Like, is it? No, I mean, I, I'm not saying that he very well may not be. I'm saying it's going to get tricky, and uh, I think it's going to be a long topic. My gut is it gets done at some point, uh, but it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be a ceremony in the next week. I think it gets done, but I will go on record as saying there's a chance that he's not here in 2020. Absolutely. You just – those big contracts can't be handed out to every player. They just can't, even guys like Yannick Ngakwe. you got to choose wisely, and there's a chance that he won't because the Jaguars drafted Josh Allen, and you got to have that long-term – perspective on your roster mm -hmm. all right let's wrap it up with top tweets when we right. come back back after this you can step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields 
whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with NFL On Location. Next February in Miami, you'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy, one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Top tweets. Top tweets. Top tweets. Top tweets. All right, let's start top tweets with something that was all over social media yesterday on Twitter. On Instagram Live, it was Telvin Smith going live on Instagram, reading comments from fans. A bunch of comments asked, hey, uh, Telvin, where are you? And he went on to say, I never left. I'm never leaving Duval. You all saw trade rumors. Did you see me going anywhere? Exactly. You all see the rumors going somewhere, but you don't see me going anywhere. I hope he's going to the gym. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy kind of like unique. He's an undersized guy. He wore down last year, you know, and then he had the shoulder injury in London against Philadelphia, and I don't think he played very well at all the second half of the season. It wasn't the impact all-pro kind of player that he was in 2017. So if he's not working out here, I, I hope he's in a gym working out with some badass trainer that's getting him ready to go. I, he's never going to be, you know, 225 pounds, but I'd like to see him back up over 218. Yeah, yeah I think he'll be ready physically, and like I said, I, I think he'll – Tell you why he started week one. Why he's not going anywhere right. this year. He has $13 million in dead money. <laughs> you know, you could make a right. case, well, they could cut him after June 1 or trade him. That's still a big hit that they're going to take, and they can't afford it. They need him to be in game shape, ready to go, mm-hmm. because they paid him. Hello, you got the check. Now you got to perform. Yeah, the thing that worries me, and this could just totally be from just social media, but you see the guys that aren't here like Jalen and Unique. They're always posting on social media, them working out, them in the gym. Tell them post everything on social media, but it's not him working out. Yeah, no so that's what's, no what's wearing with, fans, I'm sure. No issue with Jalen. And I really don't have an issue with guys working out on their own. It's voluntary mm-hmm. um, as long as they're working out. I think you'll show up. I don't think any of that will be an issue, to be honest with you. I hope, he's mo- I, hope, I hope he has a Fournette kind of moment where it becomes really important to him to prove people wrong and to regain the stature that he had. I know he was... Um, I know he was unhappy that he was not a Pro Bowl player again this year. Mm-hmm. I hope that drives him to be the kind of guy he was in 17. Yes. Definitely drama, that's for sure. Every day Without it seems doubt. like more and more well, people are talking about it. That's the game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap it up with the Jaguars' newest wide receiver, Chris Connolly, getting married. It's very well known that he's a gamer. He's into Star Wars. He's into all the games. He got married on May the 4th. Be with you. And Nick Foles was one of his groomsmen. 
Well, may they live happily ever after. Ain't that nice, John? What a way to wrap up the show with some good news. Send it home. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll have some stuff for you on Friday around Rookie Minicamp. And we'll be back here next Tuesday with another fine edition of Jags Drive Time. Have a great Tuesday and the rest of your week, folks. Thank you.